0: Welcome, my friend, to the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. It's true, not everyone is an Enneagram One perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. I have something exciting to share with you. On December 30th, 2019, God inspired me to create the Truth and Tools Workbook to serve as a catalyst between religion and relationship. Each section has two actionable steps for you to add to your life. Most likely, you just need a small shift in perception to activate the practices you already hold. There is a large gap between religion and relationship in the Christian faith. But it's been around for so long and is so normal that people don't realize it's there. But if you have ever felt like something was missing in your relationship with God, you will find this workbook to be a precious tool into drawing you in a deeper relationship with the one true God. If this interests you at all, you can pick up this workbook in ebook or paperback on Amazon. If you choose the paperback version, you will also be getting some bonus content. I'm including the intro, chapters 1, 2, and 12 of my newest book coming out in a couple months, The Relevant Old Testament. So if that interests you at all, go check it out. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Sister Delphine Kirkland. Delphine spends her time taking care of her husband, praying for people, and writing. She is a minister, Bible teacher, Christian blogger, Christian vlogger, and author with two published books, and has a woman's jail ministry. Uh, Her dream was to become a successful opera singer, which I did not know and is very cool, but God had other plans, and although her dreams and goals were interrupted, she doesn't feel like life treated her unfairly she strongly believes it was the will of god and doesn't regret one moment that her dreams and goals were shattered because she found a savior in a way she never you know she had never known so thank you so much for being here
1: thank you for
0: having me <laughs> i'm excited i was i was so excited to do this
1: i was like, to i'm just uh anybody that want to spread the word of God, I'm with you. I am with you. So I was excited. I was, uh, my husband came in, he said, is it time? I said, no, I got an hour. And I, he said, well, you send I said, I'm sitting up cause I'm, I want to be on time for God.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Oh my goodness. So I want to know what is involved in all the ministry work you do? Cause you sound like you say pretty busy.
1: Yes, I do. Or uh, uh, before COVID I did. <laughs> Yes, I have a um, women ministry, and what I've done, minister work like for thirty years. Uh, when I uh, first got saved, let me back back. When I accepted the Lord as my Savior, and you know, like I said, I was raised in a, in a home where people would believe in God, and I, you know, and and we would go to church. But when I got saved into this ministry, uh, it would really resonated in my heart about this ministry because they go to the street Mm -hmm. and i remember i was a little girl and i was just go by you know homes and people pass by and you just wave and you go to church but there was a drug addict or there was a drunker and we just how you doing and we go to church but when i got saved in this ministry the first i think the second time i went to church they said i want you to go to a street service i said okay never heard of that
0: yeah
1: So after church we went to the street service and and um all this is new because i was baptist born <laughs> baptist bred, and <laughs> so we got out the car and they began to set up the, um, the 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 uh, the music and the ladies getting ready to do the devotion and, and we was in this big yard at this house right in the back of us, and I'm like a novice. What is going on? Mm-hmm. So uh, they uh, then they start playing the music, getting ready, and I that my pastor was like all like reaching out to God. You know what to you know bring the people. And I'm still, I still don't know so the, the group, were, whether they were singing the song, I just clapped, you know, just trying to blend in, because this is new, I'm a babe in Christ now. Mm-hmm. And I, the state trooper came. I said, oh my God, we're gonna get locked up, you know? But I didn't understand uh-huh. then. He came, he got up, he came there, he parked his car, got out the car, and just looked down the road. And I'm, I said, "Okay, we all right," and we just kept on going. Nobody, and we were just a few chairs in the lawn. Nobody was coming out, and I'm like, "Okay, we just sing it to the air." <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm watching people coming out of their home. Mm-hmm. Some sitting in the chair that was preserved for them, and some are bringing chairs. And though I know it this yard is full of people sitting there, you know we sing it, and I'm not even really familiar with the songs and but just going on with it and all of a sudden, I understood why the state trooper was there because he had to guide the traffic oh wow because there were so many people and see, I came on the like the fifth day, because they had been down there every day, that week. So he was this, yeah. And what the yard was full, and then different one began to give their testimony. And most of the people from my church is from the street. I never have never seen people from the street get saved. You know, I just grew in church. You just see people. Yeah, you know I'm saying. You know, you grow up and you just see these people. But I never seen a person with like a drug addict or alcoholic. I never seen that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And most of the people, like I said, I just started this church was former drug addicts and and you know. So they was telling that testimony. And I was fascinated. You know. And before I know it, the word of God came and my pastor was up to preaching, and my God, it was a line, and she was preaching and laying hands. Those <laughs> those people were falling out like flies. I mean, they were they was getting the Holy Ghost. They were speaking, and God was saving, and that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And then when we uh, I found out they had two broadcasters, which I was that's when I first started with the radio ministry. Okay. I sing, so I was the song leader. Then we left there and it was another, uh, um, um, uh, uh, the men's would go to a jail and that was, and we would go with them. Mm-hmm. And I was sing, you know, with the men, the, the brothers of the church and the jail. And then there was just some uh, jail service that, you know, the men's go there and the ladies go there. So it kept me going. All the time, so I started like that. And even though I don't live where I, li- was, I was raised, but when I came here, I started one here. So everywhere I go, if I'm going to where I will. You know, I don't, it could be like 30 miles from here. I'm, I will. If I found a jail, I'm ai am I'm, I'm gonna have a women ministry. Uh-huh. So it's like when I got saved, I got busy. Yeah, so God called you. He called you not to sit, but to serve. Mm-hmm. And so it's all right to be at the church and preaching the word of God, but what about the souls out there? And my mind went back to the men and women that I knew, you know, with addicts. And I said, Lord, you know, back at a little girl, I said, if I have known what I know now, wow, what could I have told those people? So that started my ministry. And we the purpose of our ministry, because you got ladies, and I, I when I go in and talk to the ladies, I don't call them. Uh, jail breweries or, you know, I don't do that. I call them my friend because they're my friend and I let them know you don't be ashamed what you have done. You just got caught. Some people are doing the same thing you do every day, but they just never get caught. But try to give them hope because you know you can venture off the wrong path. You can come from a good home, your mother and father could do the right thing, but sometimes you get with the wrong crowd, you make the wrong choices. So it's not my job to go in to disencourage, but to encourage because they already feeling bad mm-hmm. and give them hope. And after we do that and when some have to go off and some you know, uh, uh, stay in jail for a period of time and we try to provide a place for them to worship when they get out or, I know some educators that, you know, uh, that work in schools and try to get them on a program because their life is all messed up. And so I try to encourage them to, you know, get your GED. You know, you're smart, girl. Go to this go. You know, take up something. So we go beyond that. We just, we, you give them the word. That's the main thing. That's the important thing. But you give them more than that. Mm-hmm. You give them hope. You know, you don't have to live like this. You're smart. Let's get out. And let, let me... Uh, contact this program, let me contact that program so you can get a job, you know, you can start it with something. So that's basically what I, that that Women in is all about.
0: So then now you said before COVID, so what have you been able to do since COVID? Because I'm guessing what it is, is that you can't go in the jails right now, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So then how have you coped with that?
1: (laughs) It wasn't easy because I'm used, I'm always moving. Yeah, but COVID really was a blessing to me. I know, and I'd be like, wait a minute, but you know, spiritually, Mm. because now I had the women's services, which I I had it on Wednesday. That's the reason I do my Bible study on. From I replaced it because I'm so used to doing something on Wednesday, so I replaced that because I can't go to you know down there. Yeah. Uh, Also, I had a weekly. Bible study, I go to your home. there are people that are sick cannot go to church mm. and I had a ministry that me my my husband and i we drove two hours to get there to this uh, uh particular home and they open up i i went for you know God is a good God. I went for one thing and then God opened a door I, My mother wanted a scooter and and uh, my nephew would tell me about this lady he's always going on internet and oh we got a deal we got a deal this guy he fixed him he and so I went there just for that my husband and I to pick up a scooter and this man had some medical issues. Oh you know I have to tell my testimony how God heal me. So that fascinated him and he said come in come in the house. And we came in the house, and I was telling him more and more and more and more. And I said, well, we got to get back because, you know, we was like two hours from my home. He pulled his recline. He said, you must come. I must hear, the, I must hear more about this word. Mm-hmm. If I had to come to you. I said, oh, you don't have to do that. I said, that's my job. I come to you. And that we was, and so every Thursday, I'm at your house. I'm having a Bible study because he was so sick, he couldn't go out. So,
0: right.
1: being here, couldn't go out. Okay, God let me know. Now, you going to the jail, you go to the home service, I can make your audio broader, do your Bible study, mm-hmm. do your, exhort. Because I'm touching more people on social media mm-hmm. than I would be if I had to drive here and there. Yeah. So, Replace everything so that you, if you notice what I, uh, I, uh, I I had a uh cup bake, cupcake business before I, when I first got on Instagram, But well, when my mother got sick, I just shut her down, took care of her, I devoted her, so I just, I abandoned it, I just kept it over there, so when my mother passed, God said, you left some souls over there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, uh-huh. so I changed it from the cupcake, I pray, bake, and write, because I'm an author. Yes. So he said, now, pray with those souls in that account Mm -hmm. and teach the word in the other account. Mm -hmm. So I got audience over there, audience over the other. And so that's what I've been doing because it's been great because look at the people. Look at the souls all around the world. Oh, yeah. A lot of people would not know me if I would just stay in this
0: area. Well, and think about this. I wouldn't know you, um, and you're in Alabama, and mm-hmm. I'm over here in Southern California, and mm-hmm. now here we are talking. Yes, <laughs> see, and I've met a lot of um, amazing people that way, mm-hmm. and I do thank God for that, you know, definitely. Um, but I, this is something I want to know about is your your healing testimony i think the listeners would enjoy that because i i don't even know the details so no i don't know the details i know that he healed you but that's about it
1: (laughs) well you know you know you know if i can i'm gonna give you a virtual spanking on the hand because you have not not gotten my book (laughs) no i haven't not yet (laughs) on you anyway i just I'll give you look. I'll give you some crumbs from okay, the mouth. thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, just Jesus and Me. That's the name of my book. Just Jesus and Me. Uh, almost 38 years ago in May, I beseeched the Lord. I was in my last year in college and i was going to be opera star I, everything was laid out for me i was blessed to have an opportunity uh, teacher that traveled and she would just start teaching and we was like best friends i mean she she had contacts and and my wife was just really sad mm-hmm. because when i graduate okay we i got my friends over there in europe i got my friends there and i was a protege, and we had a great relationship. But we went to a music uh, music retreat before that year started for my school year, my last year, and God started drawing me because i I was a church going hypocrite. I would just go to church, I' wouldn't live in nothing so I, you know i, I you know me I'm going to tell you like you can go to church all your time, but you don't mean you know jesus you right. just know. right so totally. but I knew better because my mother and they they taught me better, but you know you get stray, you get stray so i um I go. I was. We were having a retreat. We was singing, and we had a break, and we would go. It, it was like in a. Uh, ooh, it's just like oh, We had a forest trail, and I loved nature. And I would. And they had these big speakers on the trees, and you, they would just play all kind of worship song. And they kept playing Andre Crouch song. My God, mm-hmm. that one that were live in London. Oh, every song I heard, it's like I would just break down and cry. And I'm not a crybaby. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then so I go a little further and I'm like, and God was drawing me and I didn't know it. When I returned back from the retreat and came back to school, it's like something happened to me. I, I wanted I didn't want to go to the parties with the, the girls and I didn't want to do this with and I and I'm like, what's wrong with me? God was drawing me. So uh I began to um break out in little small uh, measles like in my mm-hmm. skin and but it was nerves i had a load and i could have had a nurse breakdown but thank god i didn't and so my father and mother came up and i told them what was going on they said look you know if you want to come home they see my my oh my last year my last year everything is set up for me that's what my mind my last year and i said okay i'll go home take a semester off i go back went home and in October, uh, the rash was still getting worse. My middle brother told me, I think go to my dermatologist, and that's okay. Went there, at the cream, didn't work. Uh, the reason I'm glad that you have this platform,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I always tell in my book, testimonies are to be shared. Yes. Not stored. Because there is someone that need to hear your testimony, that is in your testimony, but they need to know how to come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so I began, uh, we, uh, we were singing at the choir rehearsal, and our musician from New York, he was. He lived in New York, he just came down there, and he, a member of the family, He, came, my friend of the family came over, he was talking to me, and I. he saw my skin, you know, he said, Delphi? I said, yeah. I said, but you Ellen, his name was Allen. I said, I'm going to trust God to heal me. He said, you know what? You remind me of this lady from New York. I said, okay. She said, this lady was in stage four cancer. She said, God, I'm getting sick. I can't take any more chemo. I can't take any, any more uh, uh, radiation. I will trust you. He said, Delphine, not you realize that woman stood on God's word and God healed her? I never heard like that i said did he said yeah alan had no idea that testimony planted something in my heart Mm -hmm. i didn't quickly move when he left i didn't quickly move i thought about it. i plundered for a while and i remember what i talked to her i said god i want to talk to you i want i I have a request so everybody was it was late at night and everybody went to bed i got all because i was on medication before i because uh, before I left college, so I get all of that, the cream that the doctor gave me when I got home, I went in the bathroom and I, do and I said, God, we had one bathroom at home. I said, God, don't let nobody come in. And I began to flush my medication down to come on. Mm. And when I finished that, I looked in the mirror of the bathroom and I looked as I was talking to God. I said, God, I heard about you, Mm. I heard that you opened the blind eyes. Mm. I heard that you raised the from the dead. Mm. Mm. I heard about you with the one more issue because I had that too. I said, I heard about you and I read about you, how you opened the Red Sea. I said, I don't know you like that. Mm. Mm. But from this day, December the 16th, 1979, I shall not take medication. I shall not seek medical assistance. I say, I want to know you that same God. I want to know if you that same God that I read about, that you are the same today and yesterday and forever. I want to know that God that raised Lazarus from the dead. And if you that same God, do it for me. Mm-hmm. I left out and I started that three-year journey. First year, I been just get, it was in the wintertime, so in 80, it was just like small measles, and my skin began to turn like in a skelly fish. And I could just rake it and, and, and just like just make it. Wow. I was covered up. And my family really didn't know because it was still in the winter. But I, I'm very close to my family, and I began to talk to my mother and father. Now, we went in the living room, and I, no, daddy, room. was sitting down, and I told them, I said, I'm going to believe God, and, and they didn't get it. They said, yeah, yes, God. But they always tell me, yeah, God can do thing. You know, I knew what God could do because I was taught very well at the home. And, yes, okay. We went to Sunday school, and they were talking about healing. I was so excited, because I really believed God was going to do it. After Sunday school was over, we all adjourned in the sanctuary, and the superintendent, he said, he summarized the Sunday school lesson. He said, do anybody have anything to say? Wave my hand. Come on, Delphine. Mm -hmm. Ran excited, telling them, you know, thank God for this great, some school lesson, God can do this, and everybody said, yes. I said, he's a healer, Yes, he's a deliverer. Yes, he can open up eyes. Yes. And I said, if you don't believe it, that God can work miracles, watch me. Mm-hmm. I said, I will not go to the doctor, and I kept going, and the church shut down. Boom. And I was so, I'd like, what did I say? I went to my seat, and I said, God, they don't believe. They don't believe you can do this. So I kept getting worse. The second year, I began to break out in sores. Mm. And, like, and I couldn't bend my arm because sores here, sores. I had sores between my fingers. My mother had to get uh, like cloth napkins and put holes in it because she can slide them down here because they were matted together if I, you know, because of the sores, the, the pus, and the blood. Wow. But let me tell you something. There was no doubt in my mind. There was no doubt in my mind God was going to heal me. And my whole wardrobe changed. My mother had to get sheets for my cur- I could not have anything like floral prints or with color in it. Uh she made her, the curtain was out making sheets. My bed had be white sheets, and I just I just knew it was gonna do it. My mother and father talked to me because they saw me. And so when they saw the stores, okay, okay, wait a minute, do come on. I was grown, I was of age to make my decision, and I told me. And my mother, she just begged. I said no. I got to know it's God. I know what I told him. It wasn't the fact of me failing him. No, i you. You got to prove yourself to me. So I, I'm, 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 I'm really. You know, you're gonna to have to read the book, but I'm, I'm to rise up. So the next, the last year, oh my God! See, first of all, when you're walking and trying to believe God, I had to find out the hallway, I had an enemy. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just oh me howdy howdy Are oh, we're gonna make it I found out I had an enemy and his name was Satan uh-huh. and I always tell people when you're walking on a healing journey stay in the word
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was my weapon and I messed around and found Joe. oh okay Mm-hmm. Somebody living what I'm living now. Testimony. Testimonies are in the Bible, people. You just read them. Testimonies are in the Bible for the healing and the sick. It's in the word. That's Whatever right. you get in your life is in the word. And I, oh Joe. Oh, he had sores. Oh, by the way, I had bars too. Mm. Because my, my my godmother was a centrist. <laughs> And when I was, I would try to go to, I couldn't hardly walk. walk. Um, my, my godmother would make me flare skirts because when I sit on a pew, I had to sit wide naked. You uh-huh. so can drop off because the boss would return my thighs. Ooh. And it got so bad that I couldn't uh, go to church. Um, I couldn't even go outside on a good day because the sun would irritate my skin. Wow. My mother. Had to go to a five and dime store because they used to wear cotton stocking my grandma used to wear cotton a long time ago and she had to go to a five and dime store to find me some cotton stocking because what I wore nylon stocking my skin would come off with the stocking. Oh but my. let me tell you about my God <laughs> let me tell you about the great I am I went through that three years and at last of approaching to the going to the third year, I, I said, Lord, we in the we, we almost, we approaching the third year. We in the I, I, I think about like two months in the third year. And I began to, and a lot of people say, you know, don't question God. Yes, you do. How are you going to know the answer? You just don't question him foolishly, you know, yeah. but you, you got to know, you know, one lady said, "Why well, I'm up dust. You know, you want to know, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so I began to ask the Lord, I said, God is going on three years. Is there anything, as I have told people about you, I put myself out there. Yep. There are a lot of people that my mother tried to tell the people. She said, look, they were going to try to persuade me mm-hmm. to give up. But you know what? Those nights when I was lying on my bed affliction, God and I were having some good conversation. I would talk to him. He made me feel so good. He gave me consolation. He let me know he was with me. I mean, you know, like you say the word, I would flip over here, just sound which he would just give me uh you know, a con- a confirmation what I was doing was right. And it didn't matter you believe me or not. Right. I was trying to convince a lot of people. Yes, he can. Yes. And it got now, like, one one lady interviewed me, she said, did it, did you ever get angry at people? Because they didn't believe you. I said, no, I got irritated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, and that different I said I and I was saying, wait a minute. Because there was people saying, uh, my mother named Daphne. Daphne, let me come and see her. Let me come and see. You know, some people they came because they want to persuade me. Some people came because they had nose problem, nose. And some people came, they just wanted they would love me. My living my mother's living room was like a doctor's waiting room. And when they told, my mama told me when they come, I, I would go to God. I said, God, I'm going to have business tomorrow. What do you want me to tell them? Mm-hmm. And when they came in there, one lady, my, you'll see her in the book. She said, Delphine, now, look what's the position? I said, yeah, and Jesus will heal her. <laughs> and she tried, but you know, I, I didn't get angry. But when I said, wait a minute. And I begin to unwrap my legs. And she freeze because it wasn't a, it wasn't a beautiful sight. Mm-hmm. And I began to show my fingers. I said, I want you to see this. Yeah. Because when I come out, you're going to be my witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that didn't work for them. One particular guy you're going to read in the end of book, Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack will faithfully come to see me. He'll bring me baskets of fruit. I love fruit. But one particular day, he brought me, he came in, he had a bag, a big bag. Well, they didn't have any fruit baskets, so I just got you some fruit. And I just opened the bag, and I look at the bag, and I said, Mr. Jack. He tried to give me some caramelized lotion. I said, "You, well, I said, no, (laughs) no. When God finished with me, I began to talk to God. I said, "God, what else?" And God, God talked to me. He said, "I said, there's thing I need to do. Is that, I, I, put you, I I know you can do it. I know you will do it. People don't believe me, but God, is there something is I'm hindering you? Yeah. God showed me a dream of me. He showed me my sins. Mm. I began to repent." See, God got to clean you up before he hit you up. <laughs> God began to show me, and I had to get things right with people. He showed me the, of the things that I did wrong. So when I went and, and, and put those, son, those sins under Jesus' blood, then I came back. I said, now, God, what else? Right. Is there anything else? He spoke to me. I'm using you to let people know that I'm a healer. And I sit back and I listen to it again. I wrote it down. He using me to let hey, So in order for me to let people know, I got to come out of this. I must come out of this. How am I going to let you know if I don't come out of this?
0: Right, right.
1: All when the when the truth was revealed, the devil came in. Mm-hmm. You talking about some fiery docs, because you know why? He knew his time was winding up. Mm-hmm. The devil really come forcefully at you because he know God got a blessing for you. He's gonna fight that miracle, he's gonna fight that deliverance, and he's gonna do all he can because he knows his time was up. My mother would come in because I had to ask her to come in, and I couldn't, my finger was so messed up to aid me in to clean my wound. And um, she said, Delphine, wait a minute, that's a new sore. The devil was putting sores overnight. I said, don't worry, Mom, it's all right. I knew what was going on. See, I was in the spirit. I knew yeah. I was in a spiritual war. I was in a spiritual warfare. She come back again. She, she said, wait a minute, Delphine, this wasn't here. I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all right. And when you know that, see, when God told me that, when he told me that he would use me, it's like God, I don't know what happened, like a boat of faith just hit my heart. Mm. Mm. And I was not afraid of Satan. Because I had heaven back yeah. in here. And he would come in at night and throw a soul right there. And I I I talked to him like I'm talking to you. I said, if that's the best you could do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't spare him no more. You know why? Because when you have fear. He, he, he will torment you. Yeah. But when God spoke to me, that fear just went out the door and faith came in. Fear exit, faith came in. Mm-hmm. And he another night, Mom said, wait a minute. I said, Mama, it's all right. Because she saw those sores creating overnight. Uh-huh. And when she left out, and I said, I got a little east, uh clean I said, make my day. <laughs> Come on with me. And I kept talking like that. Over and over, in a few months, I remember waking up and I was laying like, like this on my head and I, I moved my arm and I began to see a clear, beautiful skin on mm-hmm. this, but it was a nice little baby skin right there. I said, come on, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing it. And it kept going on and 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 I was made whole.
0: Wow. He sloughed off all that stuff. Yes. All that sickness. You know, a lot of things you said, I, even though I didn't have boils and skin, Mm -hmm. like I know what you are talking about. Mm. God has given me things like he he puts things in my head and then I confirm it. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but you know, people aren't going to understand that. That's a little crazy because (laughs) Because, and this is what I tell people, I'm like, I, I truly live on faith. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's faith. It's not faith and this or faith and that. Um, and, and it wasn't always like that, but just like you, God led me little by little, step mm-hmm. by step. And, and I thought this was really crazy. Um, when you said this, I go, oh, he told me that too. Oh, uh, he said, I'm using this. I'm going to use this anyway and it had to do with my depression okay because I was on my knees wailing and just god I don't understand I don't I don't want this this isn't a Mm -hmm. good this isn't a good witness of you you know Mm -hmm. this, this is wrong and and I was so upset and I and I just thought I don't understand what you know i'm not trying to be depressed i know you're good i want to praise you i don't want to you know whatever so um and this is in my book oh, this is okay. where he told me because i kept saying why 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 i know you shouldn't ask god why but you know i was like, I was, like you,
1: said, you got to ask someone want to know you're not yeah. being you know don't just foolish answer questions but yeah. that was a amazing
0: it was, and I, and, and I knew, you know, I know that we can bring everything to God. So, you know, I just, I finally, finally, went after I was saying, why, why, why? I, I'm, I'm not trying to do this. Um, that's when I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm using this to <laughs> help other people. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> all right i guess i can keep going then (laughs) if you're gonna use it (laughs) but i just wanted to know that i wasn't like you said that i wasn't in the way that i wasn't the one causing it you know Mm -hmm. i was very concerned about that and i still do what you said where i'm like lord am i Am I doing something? Am I blocking something? Is there something I need to confess? Is there something Mm -hmm. I need to repent from? Please to the surface so so that I can surrender. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I don't uh, like right now, I don't know what it is. But you know, if there is something, I know you'll reveal it to me, and I Mm -hmm. will give it to you and cleanse. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was just interesting to hear that because I thought, see. To me, hearing you talk like that shows me it's like confirmation that that is the Holy Spirit.
1: Yes, that
0: talks to us like that. Yes, it is. um, I just love that. That was just great. (laughs) And I was going to say, see, it's okay that I didn't read your book yet because now you got the opportunity to tell these people listening now they're going to go get your book right you see? okay, okay. <laughs> and me too but but it's just cool like like god's timing he knows everything even to little things like buying a book you know yes. uh, yeah. uh, that's why i don't worry i i don't worry i just let god lead me yes in every day mm-hmm. through the whole day i mean i'm constantly praying okay what's next Mm-hmm. okay what's next mm-hmm. okay I got this now what's next what do you want mm-hmm. to do now <laughs>
1: hey, hey.
0: Yeah. so but I mean and it can be for me it can get a little you know you can get a little stressed out but not because of God but because mm-hmm. of any time that you're thinking about the world uh, mm-hmm. and their ways and how they think mm. that's what I've noticed It's like when when I start putting pressures from the world Mm -hmm. on what God's given me to do, Mm -hmm. then it turns all You know, um, it feels heavy. It feels, I get weary.
1: Yeah, because when when you're in the will of God, he is guiding you. And it's something that I had um, struggled with. It's something I had struggled with, but I'm delivered now. And I'm gonna tell you what it was. When uh, I first started doing Bible study, I had a struggle with the audience. Because if you watch me, I'm not your every day. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I, I, I put, I put
0: a, I un you know, I unmute the volume, and I listen to you, hello, 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 hello.
1: I, the energy is so great. <laughs> and, and I'm very emotional. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, there are times that when I'm expounding the word, the Spirit of Lord come on me, mm-hmm. and I'll speak in tongues, Or uh, I I'm, I'm a crybaby, and, and 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 in the back of my mind, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, is, how, how are these people gonna receive me?
0: Right.
1: Uh, because oh, you know, I'm. one lady told me, they about. You know, that, that I was, I had a struggle critics? with critics. Uh, because one lady, she said, you just scare me you know you you be you know because they like the jolly of me but when that spirit come on me and you know i, I don't control that you know yeah. that's you know, i'm praying and if i speak in tongue or if i jet that quicken it you know and i guess somebody that not really spiritual matter i'm not been around the environment it will scare them because i've yeah. been in place what is going on? But when you don't understand, I, and and that was always back about it. But let me tell you, I have overcame that because some. It was one of the one of the followers that followed me. He posted something, and that solved it all. And I'm gonna read it to you. It called "Do it if no one watches. Mm-hmm. Do it if no one listens. Do it if they criticize." Do it if no one celebrates it. Do it if people leave or stay. Mm -hmm. Do it even if you are not recognized for it. Your calling, our calling, is not for contention or if people support you or not. Mm -hmm. It's what God gave you. That was it. I don't know what, oh man. Yeah,
0: you're so right and I'm glad you brought it up because that was one of the questions about the critics I was curious about that. And mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about and I will do I will do the same thing. I go I see people disappear this and that and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm doing this cuz God told me to do it and that's it. That's it. That's it. it. So, mm-hmm. that's however however people receive it, uh, it's not up to me, it's up to the Holy Spirit. No, no. Mm-mm. It's up to the Holy Spirit. I just need to be obedient. That's it. That's
1: And see, God giving everybody the opportunity to hear the word.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Now, that word I always tell people there's two things that the word of God can do. It could drive you or draw you. Mm -hmm. And those that meant to be here that we but we got to put the word out there because we have some that ain't gonna gonna draw. Yeah. And they're gonna some they're gonna drive away. But we, as you said, being obedient to God, we got to put the word out there. Yep.
0: And that's it. And it's great when I focus on that and I go, that's all I have to do. As long as I'm obeying you, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, there can be a moment where maybe I'm not saying anything current for me, but where you think about that Mm -hmm. and you kind of, you kind of dwell on it and you kind of get concerned like, Oh man, I didn't want to upset them or I didn't. Now I will hold that thought captive. So, mm-hmm. You know what, God? Mm-hmm. I give them to you. I, mm-hmm. I pray that you touch their lives and it's not up to me.
1: It's I always tell people, I don't preach to people. I preach to the universe. Mm-hmm. And so when that word go out to the universe, whoever hear, whoever needs to hear it, that's it. I don't pinpoint you. That's right. I, don't, I preach to the universe and wherever it supposed to go, it goes. That's right. And, and we release it and let God do what he has to do.
0: Yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. So you mentioned Jesus and Me, but I know you did another book uh, with somebody else or maybe a few ladies.
1: Yeah, I did, but well, it's just two of them. Uh, my other book is Hiding God's Word in His Heart. okay. A second book. And then I co-authored uh, When Grace Found Me. That okay. Was three, oh, okay. I just did, I did a, a chapter in that book, which a lot of ladies uh, from around the world uh, author, co-author with us, and we telling our story of, about faith, and how we walk in faith. But now the, the one that uh, I did uh, last month, I'm sorry, last year, I did this through COVID. I wrote this one through COVID. Mm-hmm. And it was Hiding God word in my heart. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I started writing this book in, in March. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah, last year. <laughs> I started writing, and last year, and of I, I did, uh, because it's called Hiding God word in my heart, scriptures that sustained me in COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit, I was writing. Yep. And I wrote from March to August because I, I said, I got to stop this, so I helped get the book out before this year. And I wrote the scriptures that, because okay, COVID came. What is going on? You know? <laughs> and I remember hearing the news about you know we can't do this when everything shut down because my birthday is well down here in alabama it started like on the 20th mm-hmm. and my birthday was going to be the 21st so it's like it started around my birthday and i'm like oh, and my brothers and i all had plans for me you know my birthday and everything and i said well no we we we, we put this on home because this thing is going on we don't know and the news was just going crazy because let me tell you something i did not even know what was going on i was driving home and i just stopped by the store to get something and the people was coming out and, and I'm like, what's going on? And they was coming out, and, and the the, the shell was bare. And I'm like, what is going on? I've seen people ran out with toilet tissue and and paper towel. And oh I, man! Oh, and I, but I wasn't planning to get that. I was just wondering, what is going on? I got home. I got here to my mother's house, and and I looked at each other and I said, oh. Because the way they was going, I thought it was the end of the world. And I was saying, "Well, if it was the end of the world, why are you to had taller teachers?" In every town? But, and, <laughs> but um, and I began to hear, "Oh, you know, uh, the elderly, the you know, people in the sixties and up, oh, they, you know, they are dying." And and da da da, and and I'm looking at my mother, she's ninety four, and my husband, he in his six, and I'm in my second like And I had to like wait a minute, and I came here in the living room and I sit down, and I said, "Wait a minute, God." And I'm like, how I'm gonna take care of my mother? You know, we in this stage. and and God spoke to me. He said, "Is there anything to harm for me?" Exactly. Thank you. Thank and you. Start doing that. It's like scriptures kept coming, coming, and I start writing down. And so every month, every time I write a chapter, you see, God would give me scripture. Anything would come on the television, or uh, what somebody would say, or somebody would do this blog. You know, the scripture just kept coming, and I always tell people. When it's like hiding God' word in your heart, if you don't read the word, how can you know the word? See, those word, that word will hid here. Let me tell you something. It's all right to quote the scriptures. Can you live it? Yeah. It's all right to quote the scripture, but if it's not stored mm-hmm. in the heart, let me tell you something. You can get amnesia and forget. It, but when it's there, yep. When it's there, it's the there. Heart.
0: I totally agree with you. And uh, you're right. Like, you can't have the blessing of recalling God's word if you don't read it. That's it. You have to read it. And it's not a burden. It's a joy. It's a gift. It's life.
1: It's, yes. It's, it's your weapon. <laughs> yeah. It's everything. Yes. It's, it's your life. It's like it's, It will tell you how to the the to, to treat others and tell you not to do it whatever it's your life everything in the word of god is your life yeah if you just read it but then how and see when god kept giving me those scriptures it it because it came out the heart because I hid it mm-hmm. but like you said you have to read the word of God because see that's what happened when I and I bring it out in the book when Jesus was led in the wilderness the Bible said he was led in the wilderness to be tempted yep the devil and when he tempted what he said it is written he had in his heart it is written because the devil knows scripture but god said it is written yep that's how he thought that's how i thought with this pandemic because when satan tried to come in or uh, people bringing bad news and i said well what did what god say what did what did worry say did right I, and So, and though in those months in those in my book you'll see because not only that we had the we had that pandemic then we had a racial pandemic and I'm sharing because I'm from Alabama you know we down here I have some history because <laughs> see where where I was raised in Tuscaloosa Alabama I'm like like 45 minutes from birmingham with a, with the bombing with us girls my uncle all of them attended the church. I know about that I'm in Tuscaloosa I live like 10 minutes from the University of Alabama when George Wallace a student at And prevent those black students. So I raised. I was raised in all of that. I'm a little girl, Mm -hmm. so I had my share, and I'm sharing some racial and personal thing that happened to me. My mother sheltered me. My my father sheltered me. Um, They didn't really tell. I know they had some stories, but I come from a family that kept saying, "Love your enemies. Love your enemies. You know." If they, you know, if they, if they mistreated, look, and, and regardless of what was going on in the racism down here, I was taught to love. Mm-hmm. I, when I was writing the book and I was concluding, but my brother called me. He said that, you know, that in our community, they were bringing uh, crosses in. the I said, no. I said, no. They shook. I said, mom. I said, mom. She said, yeah, but they shelter us. They shelter. They didn't want us to be scared. And so I, I'm, you, you'll see a lot of things in that I'm sharing what I experienced. But I did an interview yesterday, and it brought out something. I'm going to talk about the author name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I began to write about my incident with this white man spat on me, that, 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 that really did something to me. I'm, I'm nine years old. And I'm like, Mama, why? Mm-hmm. Why this man? why he he spit on me and she said because of your color and i kept looking at my skin and i'm like god i didn't ask to be this color why is that coming up and so when i was writing it i started to cry i had to sit back off that chapter for a while and and i tried to go back and i started crying it again and I, i said god what's wrong with me now, I was like, that was just Jesus and me because that was my person. Because there was just some things I remember my father said because I'm a daddy girl and he's not with me and I cried. But with this one, when I was in that chapter, I kept crying about when he spit on me because it it, it 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 was a while after all white men would spit on me because I live in community. I didn't, we was in, you know, we, segregation was still heavy. I was not integrated. I didn't deal with white people, so I've never seen that world out there. You know, you see them, but you know, that, why would you spit on me? And I kept crying, I kept crying, I kept crying, and I said, wait a minute, God, what's wrong? Because I couldn't get through that chapter.
0: Uh-huh. He
1: said, was, you, you really pushed that back. Because I'm going to tell you, when I saw George Floyd, it, that memory came up like that. And I had forgotten all about that. He said you pushed it back, but you never forgave that man. Oh. So in the midst of that, I had to repent. I had to get that right. And when I freed myself, then I could write it. Mm-hmm. So it was but see how God would take something like that to show me me. Yeah. And I thank I thank God for that. Because that's one, that's a sin that. The devil can't use them so keep me from going heaven.
0: <laughs> That's right. And, you know, um a friend of mine yesterday just said, and I thought this fit so well with what you said. When you have the love of God living inside of you, you can't hate people.
1: You
0: mm-hmm. can't. You mm-hmm. love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, wow. Look, I mean, of course I knew that, but it was like just the way she phrased it. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. That. That makes so much sense. So yeah. what are you putting in you? Mm. God, his love, his word, or yeah. something else? Because if something yeah. else is coming out of your hating, if you're mm-hmm. spewing things, yes. um, then I don't think you have the love of God. You know. Yes, right.
1: <laughs> you gotta fill up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh wow. So they, this has been so man, we I'm sure we could talk for hours.
1: You know.
0: um, but I know that one way we can support you is by buying your books. I know okay. <laughs> that. But is there anything else we can do here? Um, and how can we stay connected to you?
1: Okay. Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm Facebook, but I love my Instagram. <laughs> Me too. And uh, I am an Instagram on the account called From the Master Table. <gasps> also, I have another account called I Pray, Write, and Bake. That's mm-hmm. when I do uh, three days of prayer. I dedicate that to my mother after I lost my mother in, uh, in January. My mother was a praying woman. She was a praying woman, a praying woman. And so I dedicate that account to her. Uh, I call it hashtag Daphne, the praying mother. my mother me. And um, I do Sunday, I do a little Bible study, one scripture, and I, I just break it down and I pray. And on Monday and Wednesday, I go live. Mm-hmm. And people DM me or they'll come on and I will pray with, them. I give, I always exhort and, and give them encouraging word. And that's what I do on there. You can also find me on Facebook. It's my name, Delphine Kirkland. And my website is www. Uh, Delphine Kirkland.com. So okay. Was-
0: awesome. So then I will make sure that those links to you mm-hmm. and your book links, um, yeah. Well, all on Amazon. Can, okay, they're all on Amazon. Are they? Can they access them on your website? Yes. Or, okay.
1: Okay. Just, just, my, uh, yeah, you, they can also just if they have Instagram, just go to my link and it'll just take them right there to it.
0: Wonderful. So I will make sure all that is in our notes of this okay. episode, and <laughs> I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with me and with the listeners, and um, it's been a pleasure.
1: I enjoyed myself. Thank you for
0: having me. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the "You Don't Have to Be Perfect" podcast, and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support this podcast and its message, any contribution would be greatly appreciated. To donate, ninety nine cents, four ninety nine or $9.99 a month to this podcast, simply click the Anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you are on the Anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says Support. Select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact in the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.